I love my job. I get to work with such smart, intelligent people. The intensity is really high, especially in a virtual world. It's just like you're on all the time. Quite honestly, my degree of self-care is really high. So I meditate daily for 20 minutes. One thing that I found, especially during the pandemic, but always is I take walks in between meetings where I can at least twice a day and I do walks of gratitude. Welcome to The Mindful Advisor, your source for inspiration and practical advice to help you learn how to think, act, and communicate with more presence, more intention, and more purpose. I'm your host, Ashley Cardini, and I'm on a mission to bridge the gap between health and wealth for leaders in the financial services industry. Each episode, I promise to bring you insightful conversations from industry changemakers, mindfulness experts, and business development leaders to help you connect with your why and your intuition more deeply. Because when we're all connected with ourselves, we align our actions and our goals with a deeper purpose and cause a ripple effect that can change the world. I'm so grateful you're tuning in today. Let's dive on in. Well, let's get to it, Candace. Thank you so much for being my very first guest. I so appreciate you hopping on with me today. So welcome to the Mindful Advisor. I'm so excited. It's such a delight to be on the get on your show because you won the FICOM Advisor Podcast Awards and you were in my workshop. So I've been a part of your podcast journey and I couldn't be more excited or honored to be your first guest. So thank you. Thank you, Candice. So when I was thinking about, okay, who do I want to come on the podcast? You were very clearly one of the first people that I thought of because you have gone through this journey of, you know, finding your own authentic voice. And what I want to talk about with the mindful advisor are ways that we can tap into who we are as individuals. And I feel like you embody that so beautifully. So I want to talk about that journey a little bit more with you today. So as With your career at FICOM, you help advisors uh, create videos. You're their, what is your exact title over there now? So I'm head of advisor education and I'm also head of FICOM Studios. And tell us about FICOM Studios. That sounds really fancy, right? So FICOM Studios is really all about digital content. So when, so we run our workshops, which is advisor education and consulting on all things digital marketing. And that's defining your why, your who, your how, rocking video across your client experience, launching your podcast, which you've been through, and then, you know, how to optimize all of that content across social media and or your channels. Bicom Studios is a little bit more consulting. So it's like high production video or consulting on people's podcasts that they've already launched and like helping them really elevate that. So all things digital content. So that's amazing. And as you know, we have been talking, I have noticed that you are so confident in the way that you speak in your why. And I just want to ask you, what has your journey been like in finding your authentic self? Yeah, so it's super interesting. I graduated with a degree from the University of Cape Town. If anyone's listening, yes, I'm from Zimbabwe and then I went to UCT. And I I graduated with a degree in finance and economics. 
I worked in the investment department of Mercer Advisors for seven years, and I had all kinds of jobs, everything from investment operations to portfolio accounting to setting up new relationship sales, training, all that stuff. And I was uh, halfway through my CFP, and I think it really came to the crux of the matter. I landed my dream job or what I thought was my dream job in uh, New York with Learn Bust. I don't know if you remember them back in the day. They were almost like one of the first disruptor robos. Their CEO was Alexa Bontobel. She was 28 years old, gorgeous, smart. And long story short, I accepted, I got a job with them and then it didn't feel quite right. I remember negotiating the salary, accepting the job, being so excited about it and then dry heaving over the toilet all night, right? And so I started Your body I, was like telling you this is yeah, thing. This isn't the right thing, right? And I think for about a year I was like super depressed because I just had loved everyone there. I loved what they were doing. It was in New York City. I pictured myself at back that, you know, the sex in the city before we realized <laughs> that weren't socially correct about it anymore. <laughs> but <laughs> It's needless to say, I went to work at United Capital and I didn't have a job. I didn't have a job description for four years because it was just in rapid growth mode. And my job was to solve whatever strategic problem came up. So at that stage, I really had unfortunately developed debilitating anxiety. Like I just uh, had insomnia. I'd wake up in the middle of the night and I think I was going to die. And when and I went to the doctors, they wanted to put me on anti-anxiety medication and None of it felt right, right? And at the time I was doing a lot of seeking and searching because everyone would tell me your life is so great. You should be grateful for what you've got. But it just felt like on the outside, I had the shoes, I had the job, I had all the things and yet I had this debilitating anxiety. So what was this all about? And I've been reading uh, books by some great spiritual leaders, and teachers like Deepak Chopra and Gabby Bernstein, who I know you've taken her master class and one of her alumni. And they had said, meditate, start meditating. So I started meditating. I was meditating like four times a week. I mean, four times a day. I was going to yoga to calm my nervous system. I was going to acupuncture. I had no stimulants in my diet and still the anxiety wouldn't shift. And I felt like through all this time that I was really searching for my dharma. So I enjoyed all of my work. I enjoyed all of my jobs. It was in my strength zone. I loved the people I worked with, but something was missing. And when I spoke to people, they could never really talk to me and say, it's this or it's that. Let me stop you really quick there. Can you just quickly explain dharma and what that is to listeners who might not understand that concept right now? Yeah. So I think, listen, here's the truth. Sometimes you just have a job, which we call in my alt MBA alumni group, just a J-O-B. It's something that you do that you need to do that needs to get done that pays the bills, right? No shame in that game. Like we've all had it. It's essential. Dharma is like your life purpose, like fulfilling upon your why. So if you think about that, and that goes into our marketing strategy. And when you are in the right lane and you're fulfilling on your purpose, my experience has been even though things aren't perfect and there can be a lot of issues and problems, like you're feeling strong, you're feeling aligned, you're feeling intentional, you're feeling like you're in the right zone, so to speak. And I had felt like I wasn't there. Like I didn't know where, like all these things I were doing were really cool. I really enjoyed it, but like it, I didn't have that sense of purpose, right? Mm -hmm. 
something was off it sounds like something just wasn't there right and so I just started doing a lot of seeking and I always thought maybe I should work in fashion so I'd interview at fashion companies and I get the job and I'd be like ah no that's not what I really <laughs> that's not really what I want to do and so Gabby Bernstein had said you know if you want a teacher to help you just ask the universe for a teacher Mm-hmm. And at that stage, you've got to understand, and I know everyone's kind of been there, you know, when you've done all the things and nothing is working. So mm-hmm. you're willing to do things you've never done before. Cause you're like, and that's how I felt. I was just desperate. I was like, I, my nervous system, it's fried. I'm doing all the things and I'm not getting any relief. So she said, ask for a teacher. So I did that. And I was at a woman in health event, woman in financial services. And on the panel was a what I called at the time, like a sexy Harvard woman. She was like gorgeous, super accomplished. And then there was a health intuitive and I was most interested to see the health intuitive. She ended up sitting next to me. We got into a conversation. She got up on stage and everyone was more interested in what she had to say because she said it so simply and with such a resonance of truth. Do you know what I'm saying? Like spoken has that resonance. And so I was, she said she was going to do a workshop. And so I was like, I'm going there. So that's a long way of saying through all these practices of what are considered mindfulness, what I discovered was I needed to have a deeper spiritual practice. And everyone, it looks different for everyone, but to really discover what was my truth, what was I built for, what was I meant for in this life? And that anxiety and insomnia, because every now and again, it still comes to visit me. I now kind of see it as a friend, as like a knock-knock, something's out of alignment in your life, is this idea that we have built our lives, our success, our careers on this external uh, frame of success. So the world says you have to look a certain way, you have to earn a certain amount of money, you have to have a certain job, and then you will be fulfilled and happy. And what happened to me is what happens to a lot of people. You get the job, you buy the shoes, you do whatever, you do all the things, and it still doesn't fill that inner yearning, that inner hole of like what you're doing, right? Mm -hmm. So through that whole process, one of the problems I had to solve at work was a communication problem. And we started making videos and I started speaking to advisors through this video. And all of a sudden I started to discover that I saw things in the marketing and communications realm that people who'd been working in it in their whole careers couldn't see. And I didn't know that. And at the time I was in spiritual practice, I was speaking, I was doing all these things. And one of the things I discovered was at yoga, I felt different than I did anywhere else. Mm. So I'd never asked myself, what brings me joy? I didn't know what had asked me that. It was just like achieve, achieve, achieve. So I kept going to yoga. And then I discovered that doing this type of work really fulfilled fulfilled me. I saw things that weren't there. And when I spoke my truth and just said things as I saw them, it worked. People responded to it. They responded to my earnest vulnerability, to my candidness, to the deeper truth that I could see of like how to connect with them. And I wasn't really on the surface level, let's be professional and polished and make everything fancy. I was just really real because that's how I had been. And so finding my authentic voice was really that acknowledgement that when I'm in alignment, when I'm doing the things that 
bring me joy that are fulfilling to me that I'm when I'm of service to other people and when I'm just speaking from the heart and candid and real it works like people connect with it and they see it as truth and it's the same for marketing and all the digital content we have so much content we can tell when we're being sold to we can tell when people aren't speaking from firsthand experience and so when we're saying to people, build a marketing strategy aligned with your why, find your authentic tone, what we're really saying is stand up in your truth and the people that you seek to serve will find you because the resonance of truth is there. The same way if you think about the health intuitive on the stage, we just respond to realness because we say, yeah, I too, I, I know what that experience is like. My details in my life might be different of my suffering but I understand because I've had that too. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Candice, that's so beautiful. I think, you know, we don't give each other as humans enough credit to know, you know, this feels aligned or this, this marketing message that I'm hearing feels icky because it was too strategized. It was too stuck in a box and went through, you know, seven levels of approval in order to be watered down, to be just just enough, you know, that anybody can relate to it, but also like just a little bit out. There's just this like level of scrutiny sometimes that comes in marketing departments, I feel like. So I love this so much, Candice, because you're talking about the real human connection that people resonate with. When you are aligned with yourself, other people can feel it. And that's what gets people excited to work with you. That's beautiful. You said a couple of other things that I just, I want to bring back up because I think that they're really, really important. One of the things you mentioned was about anxiety being your friend and how, you know, sometimes when you feel out of alignment, that anxiety can, can be that knock on the door that you need to start to pay attention, that something's off. And so often I feel like we get into this notion of, oh my gosh, I'm feeling anxiety. I, you go down like a spiral almost, but really what you're saying or what I heard from you was that it's kind of an invitation to look inward and say, oh, something feels off right now. What is that? And be a little bit more curious about that. Let me ask you, how else might anxiety show up for you or show up for other people? What, what could that look like that might cause people to say, oh, wait, I don't need to get stressed about this. It's just a sign for me to look inward a little bit further. Yeah. So here's the truth. Anyone who's dealt with any level of anxiety knows that nothing about it feels good. Like mm-hmm. There's nothing about it. So you just got to be real about it. And it's interesting because if you look at the core of anxiety, what is it? It's like fear, right? And you're like, this isn't real. You can't see it out in the world. It's not like a box. And you're like, this is a box of fear, right? But, but you feel it on a nervous system level. It's like me, like my breathing intensity, my shorter breaths, much more shallow. My nervous system is on ultra high alert. I can't think as clearly. It feels like there's not many options. Feels like things are not solvable. feels like your world diminishes to be like super small and almost like you're in a dark room without any windows. So like, that's the first acknowledgement. So there's nothing nice about that space. And to get out from that space, in my experience, took me quite a lot of time and quite a lot of seeking. So now it's almost like if there's any trickle of that that comes in, 
I know, oh, got to pay attention to this because it starts as a whisper. And the more you ignore it, like this job you're, you're not supposed to be in, this thing that you're doing, this relationship, whatever it is, it starts as like an inner knowing. You know it. We all know. There's like that inner whisper. And if you ignore it long enough, it gets bigger and becomes a shout. And then it just takes over your whole body, right? And your whole experience. There's nothing nice about that. So I would say anxiety shows up in exhaustion as well, just being completely depleted at the end of the day. It shows up as insomnia, which I've had a few visitors from insomnia, especially during the pandemic. And it really shows up in this fear, urgency, grasping. So, you know, like online shopping, overeating, yeah. like you know, avoidance almost. So what avoidance, can we do addiction that? of any kind, because we're trying to numb it, right? We're like, this feels so bad. We're really, it's an invitation to really open up and be like, what is here for me? Like yeah. the only way to get through anxiety is literally to go through it, right? Like yeah. the more you block it and push it away, the stronger it seems to get. Oh, that's so interesting. You know, it's funny, as you say this, I oftentimes don't recognize when I'm going through it myself until until that moment when you do recognize it, right? And you're like, oh, I'm just sitting here scrolling on my phone to avoid what I know I'm supposed to do. So that's interesting, Candace. Thank you. One of the other things that you recently said was asking yourself the question, what brings you joy? Mm -hmm. And I find that so profound because we oftentimes just don't ask ourselves those questions. We don't ask ourselves, what do we want? What brings me joy? What, what can I do next? So I'm curious, you know, what kinds of other habits, questions, rituals, or systems do you have in your in place in your life that kind of help you navigate your really fast-paced work that you're doing right now? Yeah. So listen, here's the reality. Like I love my job. I get to work with such smart, intelligent people. And we're really dealing in the area of people's money, which is like such a power zone, right? Like if you can help people align their money with the type of life they want to live talk about full alignment and really using marketing and communication as a tool to help them build a business to do that. So I really see it as like huge impact and change. So it's intense. It's fast paced. The intensity is really high, especially in a virtual world. It's just like you're on all the time. So, I mean, quite honestly, my degree of self-care is really high. So I meditate daily for 20 minutes. One thing that I found, especially during the pandemic, but always is I take walks in between meetings where I can at least twice a day and I do walks of gratitude. So I go outside and I find things to be grateful for. Like it could be the blue skies, fresh, fresh oxygen, whatever it is that, you know, what, whatever that looks like when I, sometimes when I was, when I used to work in one of my previous jobs at United Capital, I actually used to take off my heels and walk in the grass for a little bit of grounding because that was like super fast paced and then all your energy is in your head and then it's really easy to get anxious especially if you're consuming a lot of coffee the way I do Mm -hmm. so meditation for me spiritual practice which looks different to everyone yoga we were just talking about before recording like going to the beach I get a lot of joy from the beach swimming in the ocean eating really healthy I mean it feels like a lot of things but really for me that's what helps me stay in alignment 
so that I can give greatest contribution to others and also so that I feel fulfilled and intentional in my everyday life. Mm, I love that. We'll be right back with more from Candace Carlton right after this short message. This episode of The Mindful Advisor is brought to you by Sakara Life. Sakara is an organic meal delivery service that brings you ready-to-eat meals designed to help you feel your best. I've been getting Sakara every week for over a year now since the pandemic hit and was trying to make four different lunches for my family in the middle of my workday. And let me tell you, it's been life-changing, not only for the convenience, but for the way it made me feel and how aligned I felt with their food philosophy. The Sakara life is about nourishing your body, mind, and spirit. Everything you take in from the food you eat to the content you absorb ultimately informs who you are, and they make it really easy to be intentional about what you consume. I love their meal program, but my favorite Sakara product is their nootropic chocolates that really help me with energy, brain clarity, and focus. I grab one chocolate right before I sit down to do any deep work, and it's one of my productivity hacks to help me get into the zone super quickly when I chunk out a block of time to get work done. Head to sakara.com and use code XOMindful for 20% off your first purchase. That's S-A-K-A-R-A.com and use code XOMindful. We're back with Candace Carlton discussing fulfillment in life and living more intentionally. Candace, would you say that these priorities also help you connect to your intuition a little bit more? Yeah, 100%. So here's the reality. Like I teach, I used to teach a lot. I haven't done actually a time is I would help people access their inner, what I call GPS. And a lot of special- Tell us about this. This is younger, so Yeah, a lot of younger women. I did a lot of coaching on the side. So- my day job, we coach marketing and communications. And then my passion is teaching yoga and meditation and helping people access their inner guidance system. Because what I've discovered is, you know, there are people in my life who are really smart. They're really successful. And again, it's like back to what we said, like they can give me really good advice and it just doesn't feel right to me. Not aligned. So you have to do what's right. Yeah. Aligned. So the only thing that I've ever discovered that really helped me make choices that made me feel aligned was when I listened to that inner guidance system. And sometimes it's a knowing, sometimes it's an inner whisper, but generally speaking for me, like if I'm taking action and my body feels stressed and anxious, talking about anxiety as a friend, I'm like, oh, there might not be the path. Whereas when we're taking action, when I'm taking action that feels really good and expansive, I'm like, oh, right. So I use that body feedback mechanism as a guidance system to show me when I'm on the right path or not. And here's an example. When I worked at United Capital, I was actually applying to Pepperdine's MBA program. And I love Pepperdine. I love the graduates of it. I really thought I love studying business and I love being a learner. And at the time I was like, God, all I really want to do is go to yoga, you know, Mm -hmm. and I was like, I don't really want to be like studying all the time on top of my like really intense job. And at the time I kind of made a radical decision. I decided I just wanted to do yoga. And if I completed the MBA program, it was going to give me space just to do yoga. And I thought, why would I put that off? Why don't I just do yoga instead? 
Mm. And so I put the MBA on program on hold and I chose to go do a yoga teacher training. And I like found a lot of expansiveness and joy in that. So much so that even at the time, my boss, boss who was the head of growth said to me, you show up differently at work. And I took lots of days off from work. We had to negotiate that. And um, eventually he said, you know, when you are in yoga, you show up differently at work. Mm-hmm. And he said, I want you to put yoga in your annual goals. Wow. And so that's just an example of making a decision that looks like from the outside, like, mm, is that the smartest decision? But for me, it really was. It was a heart-centered, life feels good and better and like more expansive. Yeah. Following my inner guidance system. That's beautiful. Um, Because yes, to so many people that would look so crazy. That's like, what do you mean you're going to not do this really cool program so you can go do yoga? Mm. um, But I think that example is a great kind of permission slip for a lot of the listeners today to ask themselves the question, you know, is this right? Is this what I want? Is this what brings me joy? Is this what feels good right now? And to like, listen to their bodies and see, you know, I love what you said about, you know, does the answer to that question make you feel expanded? Does it make you feel excited? Or do do you feel that like contraction in your body? Does it make you, does it make your throat kind of close up a little bit or, and you know, we don't often do that. We don't often listen to what our bodies are actually telling us. Cause I do think our bodies are speaking to us all the time. We just don't open ourselves up to listen to it. So I love that example of permission to do that and do the thing that you want to do versus what society or the outside world or your boss wants you to do. And oh my gosh, how profound of your boss to be able to say, you know, to recognize in you how you show up differently when you listen to your inner GPS, as you put it, I love that term and follow it and how it makes you show up differently in the world around you too. That's another thing. I feel like we don't, we don't necessarily have enough joy in our lives these days. We're so stuck on, okay, what's the next goal? What's the next thing? And you know, 2020, 2021, it's, it's been a bit of a rocky road. And the concept of, you know, what can I do that's going to be fun right now? What can I do that's going to bring me joy right now? Sometimes that can even feel, feel like we shouldn't be asking those questions. Like, who am I to have fun right now? What, what do you mean? I'm going to, there's so much suffering happening. I don't deserve to have fun. And I do believe what you said by helping us find the fun that we can enjoy helps us show up differently in our work and in our families. And I think that's so important. Well, and you know, that's my barometer. So I think everyone is slightly different, but it's not so much fun for me. It's more like joy. So when I'm making a decision, I look at, and I actually did this with my business study group. We were just, we had this exercise where we, you had to make a decision between this and this, and it could be a work decision. And how could you put something measurable behind the decision to help you make the decision? And my group came back to me and they said, we think their feedback for you is you should measure your projects in joy points. When you've got high joy, it seems to really help you expand. And here's the reality. Like 
most of my work is about innovation and ideation and also about being really present with people because that's what coaching is and it's marketing coaching so really being present and how do I do that only when I'm in expanded energy right if I'm stressed and tired and anxious I can't really be present and also the flow of new ideas and creativity isn't there so for me, in that specific instance, if I want, if I, if my job, and it literally is, if my job is to come up with creative solutions and ideas, and my job is to be present with people, I can't do that if I'm exhausted, burnt out, and stressed. So for me, that resonance of joy helps my vibration lift and kind of expand. So which is why I love everything you're doing with the mindful advisor, because I know so many advisors who would say the same their job they're in really high stakes conversations is to be really present with people and to help them make decisions the best advisors that align their money with their life and like to create that expansiveness to create that impact oh that's so beautiful Thank you. I love that measure your life and or measure your projects and joy points that that's the perfect merging of, you know, the work that we're doing with how, how aligned it feels. Mm-hmm. And so what would you say is the difference between joy and fun? Um, I feel like joy, you can get joy from like small things. You know what I'm saying? Like you can get joy from like eating an ice cream or like swimming in the ocean. Whereas fun, maybe fun feels like it's a little bit more of a joint activity. I don't know. What do you think? Like, it's more like you're having fun with people, whereas joy is like an individual experience and it can be based on anything like sitting in the sun for a few minutes can feel kind of joyful, but I don't know if you would say that that's fun, but like, yeah, it's fun. Yeah. It's um, almost like finding joy in simple things in the present moment. And like, I don't know, as you were talking, I'm just thinking about, you know, taking a walk and actually smelling flowers around you. That might not be the most fun, exciting thing, but the, it's my mom calls this type of thing a joyful simplicity. It's a oh, I love that. finding the joy in the simple things. And that's kind of like one of the things that she grew up or that I grew up with her teaching me is finding that joy in everything around you in every moment. So oh, you just brought me back a little bit there. Thank you. <laughs> one other question for you. So I imagine that when advisors come to work with you and even based on your own experience too, I imagine there's this fear of failing and you know that kind of goes hand in hand a little bit with with your the concept we talked about earlier of alignment about you know doing a job that you don't feel aligned in is that failing versus what advisors might feel like when they come to work with you and you know putting themselves on on a platform or like making a video and being really, really, what's the word I'm looking for? Present or vulnerable. Very vulnerable. Yes. So how, what do you say to advisors that might be a little bit scared to get out of their comfort zone um, while staying in that deep alignment? So I think the, the thing is, if you're listening to your inner guidance system, what's right for one advisor is not right for another. 
right? So everything that we moved through and you've gone through the podcast workshop, so you've had firsthand experience of this is really finding the messaging, the way you communicate, how you show up in a way that feels aligned for you, right? So some advisors are going to be much more vulnerable and open, and they're going to be on video all the all the time. Another advisor might feel, no, like my expertise, my strengths, what my clients really desire is this technical expertise, and I'm going to write blogs or do a podcast or whatever. So I think the essence of it is that there is no one way. It's really just about finding what's true for you. Mm-hmm. And using that messaging, so I think about alignment is like when what you feel is aligned with what you say, and when you what you say is aligned with what you do, right? Yes. And so each one of us is going to have a different path for how that looks in the world. And it's really about, we talked about permission advisors having the permission to show up as themselves because I've heard from lots of advisors I remember one specific woman she said she worked at one of the big um you know I don't know Merrill Lynch Morgan Stanley one of those and she said you know she had to hug her clients because she felt so connected to them you know they were like you know she knew about their family she knew about their lives and one day she kind of got reprimanded by her boss for it And she knew in that moment that she wasn't going to stay there very long, right? So that felt really out of alignment for her. And each one is different. So, and if you think about your messaging showing up on a platform, really the barometer is in that alignment equation that how you show up online or in a digital sphere is the way you would show up in person, So that if we watch your video, listen to your podcast, read your blog, or maybe you have nothing online because that's what feels right to you, that it's when we meet you in person, we'd have the same experience of you. That, um, that's beautiful. That makes so much sense. Thank you. Candice, thank you so much. One of the things that I want to implement on the mindful advisor. I want to close out every episode with, with a mindful moment. So today we talked um, a lot about authenticity. We talked a lot about alignment. If you could give listeners today one actionable insight that they can find to tap into their authentic self, you had mentioned that everyone's going to, everyone everyone's tools to get there are going to be different based on them, based on themselves, which I think is so beautiful. What can someone do to find that within themselves? Yeah. So I think it's kind of like notice the same way when I was at yoga, I just knew that I felt different there than anywhere else. That's all I knew. And so I just started to follow that. So really looking at your life and your experiences and doing an audit and identifying, like, is there anything, is there any moment in your day, in your week, in your month, whatever, whenever it is, where you feel most like yourself, or you feel joy, or you just, in my early days, because I don't even know what that meant. You said, what does joy feel like? Mm, I don't know. What What makes you super happy? I really, I didn't know. Like, I really didn't know. So the question is, where do you feel different and different good than you do in the rest of your life? Identify that space, whatever that activity is, and keep doing more of it. 
And that will lead you down the path of identifying more and more things that make you feel like yourself. That's beautiful, Candice. Thank you. Thank you so much for hopping on the Mindful Advisor today. Is there anything else that you'd like to share with listeners today? I think if you're not showing up as your authentic self, the people that you seek to serve don't get what they need from you, right? So really, it's not only in your best interest, it's not like a selfish thing, but if you show up in your authentic power, what you do is you give other people permission to do the same, but also you're at your highest level to to be of service to the people who need what you've got. So we're all counting on you. (laughs) That's beautiful. Yes, we are. Candice, thank you so much for being with us today. And where can um, listeners find you if they want to connect with you after the show? So I'm quite active on LinkedIn. So you can find me, Candice Carlton there. Obviously, uh, head of advisor education at FICOM Partners. We're on Instagram. My personal Instagram is Be Your Own Damn Guru, but that is my personal one. It is open. I'm on Twitter, but not that often. So <laughs> you're well, and if you have a quick, you're always welcome to connect with me on LinkedIn. I love following all of you. DM me. I'd love to hear from you and join us at one of our upcoming workshops. Love it. Yes. Podcast workshop. That's why we're here today, guys. <laughs> all right, Candice, thank you so much. And we'll talk soon. Thanks, Ashley. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of The Mindful Advisor. If you like this episode, I'd be so grateful if you could leave a review. And if you screenshot that and send it over to me at hello at ashleycardini.com, I'll personally send over a guided morning meditation that will help you gain more focus and productivity throughout your day. And if you want to offer your team access to monthly guided mindfulness sessions and a whole library of scientifically backed tools that you can use right now to help you get calm and thrive during these crazy times, I invite you to visit the mindfulmasterclass.com for more details and to schedule a call to talk about if this is a good fit. That's the mindfulmasterclass.com. Until next time, be intentional about what you pay attention to. 